Hola. Bonjour. You have anything to add? No. Welcome to the Skipper and the Greenie podcast. He is the Skipper with 10 years experience. Howdy. Uh, howdy. And uh, um, I, oh, I've lost it now. Uh, <laughs> I'm the Greenie. <laughs> I am uh, the beginning of my second year. I don't know how much longer I could say that for, actually. I must be you're a the, year and a half you're by now. You're the dark Greenie. No, two and a half years by now. Uh, what, what do you mean? Dark? Oh, you, you, what? And then you get to... You eventually go into black. Black, okay. Yeah. So you're a, like a black belt. You're a black belt, Yossi. Is that you are? I don't, I don't even know if green is... It must be a colour, but I don't think it's beginning. It's white or something, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Shows how much martial arts I do. No. <laughs> I actually don't know either. Um, so, how are we? We're good? Good? Exhausted. I know. <laughs> oh, it's been busy. It's been so busy. And it's hot. And it's so hot. You might be able to slightly hear the aircon in the background. We've turned it down for this, which yeah. you weren't very excited about. No, we're going to melt. <laughs> Europe is hot right now. It's very, very hot in Europe. Um, and and we've been so busy. We've been, you know, we went to the UK for a wedding really quickly, and then. And then we came back and we, we went to Madrid and then and then we had a boss trip. We went to Mallorca, which was lovely. Uh, and then as soon as we came back, we buggered off to the Pyrenees Mountains for a little holiday. Hired a car, went to the Pyrenees. Who knew the Pyrenees are so beautiful, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. Well, yeah. Well, we had a marvellous time. We've just come back. And so that's our life update. Oh, and then we joined a new gym yesterday. We no, did. the day before the yesterday. Yeah, we did. There you go. Full on life update. For there you go. <laughs> Anyone that actually cares. Yeah. So what? What are we here to talk about today? Oh yeah, money. Salary, the big elephant in the room. Money, money, I money, keep money. Keep seeing it all over the Facebook money. pages. Yeah. You done? I am done. <laughs> so let's talk about cash. Cold hard cash. Like moolah. The moolah. Um, so yeah, we can talk about salaries first then. So, uh, let, actually, let's just start off with the beef about salaries. So, greenies, listen up, <laughs> okay? If you accept low wages, you just ruin it for everyone else, okay? So there are going to be captains and boats out there that are going to try and get away with paying you as little as possible. And, with, and to be fair, it's not always the captains, it's the owners yeah. being really stingy. And you've got to think, there's so many mindsets out there like, oh, I don't care how much you get paid, I just want to get on a boat. Exactly. But the yeah. owners can afford to pay you more. Yes. Like, they won't even see your salary go out of a bank account. Most of them, anyway, depending on the size of the boat. But, yeah, like... Um, it doesn't matter how desperate you get people. Do not accept slave labour salaries. It's not okay. So yes, you might you might be just desperate for your first job, but hold fast, okay? Because every time you accept a low wage, that then becomes a new precedent, and that boat will continue to do that because they're like, well, we found someone yeah. for this much money and last time. And the problem time. is as well is that younger people are coming into the industry now that 
have never maybe even had a real job before or if they have it's a you know a kp in a kitchen or or you know just sort of like paper rounds and that sort of thing and so where you do get paid like four three quid an hour and so they're coming to the industry and they'll see like two grand a month and they'll be like oh my god that's the most i've ever been paid in my whole entire life but that might be true but you've but you've never been worked that hard in your entire life either. No. So, I People would don't say... realise how many hours you work. Don't, yeah. don't, trust me, don't try and work out how much you get paid an hour as no, a greenie. No. We'll, it's we'll very go depressing. over that because I feel like that's a whole other thing. But, but I'd say, so as a greenie, whether you're interior, exterior, doesn't matter. I'd say the standard that I think is acceptable is two and a half thousand euros a month minimum minimum uh, I think I think that's pretty common uh, I have seen some jobs for two three and I'd say you're pushing it a bit there I'd say if you're I don't know if you if you are literally 18 then maybe you would accept that but if you're if you're over 20 then hell no um but yeah if it if i know two three you might accept but that i'd say if you do accept it then say after my you know few months probation will it go up to two five like that's mm. what i'd be saying um and also you gotta you got to see because there's, there's all the the little malarkey about hours of rest and all this sort of stuff. And if you're on a private vessel, you're more likely to do more hours. Not always, but most likely you're doing more hours because there isn't the regulations around hours of rest as much. Whereas, like on a commercial vessel, not necessarily charter, but commercial vessels that are like so they can be private but commercial commercially done so it means that they're run by like mca and stuff like that you have to abide by their rules it means that hours of rest are way stricter and normally especially on the bigger boats you're kind of looking at then rotations and stuff like that um so you got to like you got to look at how much you're getting paid to how much you think you're going to be having to work so hours of rest you're meant to have eight hours rest in a 24-hour period so you could technically be required to work 16 hours a day um or if you're not necessarily required to work all 16 hours you might not be allowed off the boat so you're 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 still present at work for 16 hours a day yeah and that's what you're resting resting on the boat is you know well and good but i've never found it to be relaxing no because you're always like on standby so say you're getting you're you're essentially being asked to work 16 hours a day so if you do divide two and a half thousand euros a month don't do it yeah over an average month i mean you're literally talking like five euros an hour which is horrendous now obviously you do occasionally get the day off uh but like i say you might not be allowed off the boat so you should still be paid as if you're at work of Mm. course um so i'd say two five minimum and anything less than two three it's just a no like i've seen job adverts for like two i've seen them for one eight as Mm. well like come on like 16 hours a day they can work you that's not okay 
with no days off, it's not like you get weekends off. Like, <laughs> that's not a thing. You're not working five days a week like a normal job. This is constant. This will be for the whole season, potentially. You're not entitled to days off. You don't build up holiday, if you, if you, especially if you've only got a season well, you, job. You do build up holiday, but yeah, if it's seasonal, it's different, but yeah. you do build up holiday. I think most people's, like, first job would be for the season. Yeah. Um, but anyway, hours of rest can be hours of lies, as you have mentioned on a previous episode are asked to write things down because yes technically they can ask you to work 16 hours a day but you know they have asked more of you sometimes um you've definitely worked more than that you've worked one and a half days straight with no sleep no it's very exciting yeah (laughs) um so as you say with the private ones they can get away with it a Mm. bit more and if you want there's lots of resources out there for guidelines so if you are looking for jobs there's like pages out there on the webs that you can um, find out like guidelines of you know what position you're going into and what you should be expecting or requesting Mm. Um, so like you know take those as guidelines and and you know it does also come down to how qualified you are how experienced you are but there are guidelines out there so you don't you know there's the always the awkward how much you expected to get paid question in interviews and like you shouldn't be like having to guess it like there are there is information out there to tell you what you should be asking for because some people will also in an awkward way go lower than they feel like they should be paid and the captain or you know owner will go yes like snap that up straight away and then you're screwed. Now, what what's interesting as well is I'm saying two and a half seems pretty standard these days. But you've been in the industry ten years. And what was it when you were a greenie ten years ago? Two and a half. Three. Two and a half to three. Exactly the same. Yeah. A decade later, I'm saying don't accept anything less than two and a half, maybe two, three. Isn't that insane? Like, how think how much... A loaf of bread was ten years ago, and how much it is now, mm. or how much fuel was ten years ago, and how much it is now. Like our wages have not changed, and if anything, they've got worse. Mm. Um, and I, this is the only industry that I can think of where that's happened, and yet the billionaires have not got poorer. <laughs> <laughs> there are just more of them. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't understand it. It's such a weird industry. Everyone needs to stand up for themselves, have those boundaries, and say, no, I deserve two and a half. If you're green, it doesn't matter if you haven't got an experience. Hold fast. That's all I can say. So, I was actually quite lucky because I'm a little bit older, so I've never had anything that high. I started a bit higher than the average but I am older so therefore I feel like I don't know oh, I think you also just pushed back a little bit yeah I did yeah exactly I was like mm, no I'm not going to go on I think they'll try their luck that's the whole point is that they'll try their luck which is so cheeky but then you know they, there's always that saying that the mega rich are the stingiest people that's yeah. why they're rich so what I did 
I had some day work. So I had absolutely no experience, like nothing to do with boats my entire life. Then I had a, I had three weeks of day work, which was, um, so standard day work is 150 a day? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I was getting the standard, so I th- I'm sure it was 150 a day or something. Uh, so I had three weeks worth of day work and that is it. That's all the experience I had. And then I got offered a job and they, they did say, oh, what are you expecting wage-wise? So I was like, three. <laughs> yeah, 3,000. Uh, and they're like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, I don't know if, the, if, if you can just be a bit ballsy about it, you'll get what you want. I think you can if, if the job says, like, to be decided for the salary. There's lots of jobs out there that, like, will have the salary stated. And if they're below average, just don't apply for them. Yeah. Because then you're, you've already accepted that. Like, you know, and eventually those jobs will, if, if everyone doesn't apply for them, eventually those jobs will um, suddenly go, oh, we're not getting anyone. And then I'll have to put the wages up. But I'm saying as well, the moment you've had your first job, you can then start, you know, you shouldn't yeah. expect your your first After season. After your first job, you can start noticing people normally ask you more what you're expecting. Yeah. Wise. So after your first season, you'll never have to go that low again. Yeah. Like after that, straight away, like pay rise. First season under your belt, no doubt about it, your wages will go up. And if they don't, then you need to start arguing, <laughs> questioning the jobs that you're accepting. Um, then, so wait, so you've got your wage, right? What do you spend your money on? Because as a yachtie, you don't really get an opportunity to spend too much money. Yeah, that's like one of the one of the big things about it is that everything's paid for so you shouldn't be spending money so yeah you get you get decent a mortgage and stuff at home yeah fair enough uh so if you if you're getting the wage that you should um you shouldn't really be spending too much so you should be saving for your exit strategy (laughs) okay likelihood is depending on how young and reckless you are you'll probably just drink it away <laughs> but you should be saving it for your exit strategy because you don't have to pay for accommodation you don't have to pay for food and you don't have to pay for toiletries so really what's left is the stuff that you spoil yourself with so any shopping that you do for yourself and drinking money so if you're if you can rein that in a bit you should be able to save up a lot of money pretty quickly. Mm. Um, Compared to the same wages on land. Yeah, because on land you'll have to... Pay for rent. Yeah, you know. rent or houses or anything. So what do yachties normally spend their money on if they're not drinking it away? Uh, or buying expensive watches or... Longboards. Or longboards, yeah. Um, he's speaking from experience. <laughs> Uh, so you'll end up saving quite a lot of money pretty quickly Um, so a lot of people do buy property Um, so a lot of yachties will have a house or two that they're renting out so then they're making money on that I think the coolest person I've come across or one of the coolest people uh, with what they do is that he was a chief engineer and he was on 2-2 rotation and the two months that he would have off he would be doing up a house 
so he had like three properties but every time I mean obviously he's engineer so he was very hands on he was you know practical like that so it's not for everyone but I love the uh, like his idea that every time he would go home because a lot of people will go back and they'll just twiddle their thumbs they'll drink or they'll you know you know they'll spend all their money because they get bored but he like kept himself busy by like you know he'll buy his next investment which is a rundown house and spends his time off doing it up and then rent it out and do that sort of thing that is very good Mm. yeah very good a lot of people will spend their rotation building something Mm. as part of their exit strategy so like building a business starting a business you know so they they're saving their money and then during their rotation time off they're investing that money in themselves and building up something so that when they leave yachting they they have something yeah Uh, or that you know like you say they're buying property so when they're out of yachting they've got somewhere to live maybe it's something else they're renting out as well um but yeah, investing in general as well. It's um, when I joined the industry. I remember my first captain was like all over investing, and he was so adamant at trying to get me in it. But obviously, I was only nineteen, and I had no idea about it at all. But also back then, there wasn't as very many tools around as there is now. But like, there's so many people out there that are actually like yachting specific, um, like financial. In- um, Advisors, yeah, that can literally help you. you. Can set up your investments, and you don't have to be investing in stocks yourself either. They can be like funds and stuff like that. And so, like, it's not like you have to do it all yourself. There's people out there that actually manage it, and so you know you can just put a little, even if it's just a little bit away a month, and it will just help big time. Um, they'll also, I know, if you're super young, you're not even going to consider it but pension schemes Mm. there are yeah there's a few out there and i mean they're not necessarily designed for yachties it's just the the marine financial advisors will have like certain ones that they'll put you forward for yeah um which is a great idea as long as you're um like you know as long as you're confident that this is your career path it doesn't necessarily mean if you left the career you couldn't keep going and putting it putting into those pensions it's just that like it's easier when you're yachting because that's the only thing that should be coming out of your bank account is investments yes but we're not financial advisors we're just trying to recommend that it's worth talking to one yes if it's if it's something that you're prioritizing because i've learned from my mistakes and i when I first joined the industry, I, I could have a lot more money now than I do because I spent a lot of it on drinking and longboards and <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and it's and it's very easy to do because it is a high toxic stressful environment. When and, he was young, and everyone's this, really this good is, fun. Yeah, this is your biggest mistake. When you were a couple of years into the industry, you were out of work. You sat in on tea for a month and yeah. spent ten thousand euros thank you in a month. telling the world that in one month that's ridiculous imagine what you could do with that money <laughs> I, I, mean, had, I, I, I actually don't regret it <laughs> you had a marvellous time yeah, it, was worth, it was worth every penny I, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's created some very very good memories so why, why should I regret that you lived like a baller exactly, <laughs> exactly. one month exactly Oh dear! Right. Uh, so, I mean, I yeah, I've got I've got a house that I rent out. Um, so I even guess that's an investment. Um, 
and then stocks and shares and things as well uh as brit i don't know if this is the same for everyone else but it's as not. brits we don't actually pay tax on the money we earn from uh, well, yachting we claim it back yeah so so we actually get to keep all of our wages um which is not the same for all we're very lucky with that it's seafarers tax and again if you're new to the industry and British or have a British passport and stuff, seek out advice. You can use like accountants and stuff because it's not, I've never done it myself because I got told about it early on, but like it's not an easy, it's not a straightforward thing to do yourself when you're like um, submitting your tax return. I, I, think, I think it is literally just a page in your tax return, but yeah, we do have an accountant, so we don't have to Yeah, but I don't it. think it is that easy. I, I, it's, I think it's easy to mess up, even right. if it's just a page. I think if you mess up that page, then it's difficult to carry on. But either way, we, we as Brits, we don't pay tax on our yachting money, but if once you, you buy a house or, you know, any... any um, money you make from investments you pay unless tax unless it's ISA yeah then we pay tax on that um, again that's why it's good to have an accountant because then it gets complicated yeah yeah it does seem a bit well it's just easier to <laughs> get an accountant to do it they're not expensive and there are actually marine accountants which we use a marine accountant don't we well they yeah because they'll understand what seafarers tax is whereas yeah. uh a normal accountant might not have ever had to deal with it or anything like that yes um now we could mention tip money um we're probably not the best people to talk about that though because you've only ever worked on private vessels so you're not getting charter guest tips no um which is the big tip so if you're on a if you're on a charter boat obviously depending on the boat but they they do tend to get tips uh from every trip um obviously some boats are make more tip money maybe it's just the type of guests that they attract that you know there are there can be huge tips uh we know of people making big tips uh it's just not happened to us uh, you, yeah, but it's but it's by choice. Yeah, you've chosen char so charter vessels are, are you're harder. more likely to work ridiculous hours. I know everyone goes think about the money and stuff, but like at the end of the day, yes, this is all about getting paid the right wage. But I'm not going to literally like run myself into the ground for extra money. And a lot of the time as well, you get tipped in cash, and that's just not an easy thing to that turns into your drinking money yeah exactly it? and that's too much drinking money yeah you can't get rid of it you, yeah you can't just put it in your bank account because that's something that will probably get taxed and all that sort of well, stuff well you, you can't do that when you're abroad really if you've and got yeah and you can't yeah you don't have a any way you can put the money in yeah there are boats out there that I've heard of that put the tips into your wages um but that that becomes complicated as well because apparently, you know, I don't know exactly how it works, but apparently that you still have to get your, your tips taxed and all that sort of stuff. Oh, really? And yeah. There's a, there's a whole load of can of worms that open up there. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's nice, but it's really never appealed to me. And, I've, and I'm a sailor, and so I'm not here for, like, 
the crazy wages I'm here because I want to work on boats yeah whereas a lot a lot of people especially on the bigger boats are there because they want the money rather so than actually having a charter as well I I feel like everyone knows it's going to be hard work but they're thinking about the money so what they'll do is they'll do a season mm. on a charter boat make a load of money and then they'll have a, you know the winter season off or whatever yeah or, whereas, or people will just do one season and that's enough to like put a deposit down for a house yeah yeah so whereas the other route is a bit more like the slow and steady as in Korea. if you go down the private boat route you might not make as much cash quickly but you will have a permanent position so mm. you, you don't have to you know have six months off and not be earning anything yeah uh you can uh, prob- probably make the same amount of money just spread out, out over 12 months rather than and have an easier life than cram it all in um to a really stressful yeah, hard exactly. summer season um but yeah, like I say, we're not the best people because neither Everyone's of us have experienced that. Not this, that's not to say that we haven't got tips. We both have received. Tokens. Yeah, you normally you normally get yeah. like a, a an end of year bonus or something from um, like private. Uh, you know, like it's, it entices crew to stay on the boat and all that. Yeah, sort of. so end of like, and, you know, and if and if your owners are nice and stuff, you know, they were. Uh, Nine times out of ten, they want to look after their crew, so you normally get birthday presents and you know all this sort of stuff. Like I know people that have got like Christmas gifts, like really nice Christmas gifts and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but that obviously comes with longevity as well. Or we, you know, you get um, you get a little bit of money from the owners guests that they have on yeah, board yeah, uh, yeah. so the owners won't necessarily no, but tip you they'll, but they might say, ask their friends to tip the yeah, staff but, but their stuff. friends will give you a little bit but we're not talking charter season tips here we're just talking you know little tokens of uh, appreciation basically but so uh, yeah, it does all add up yeah um, yeah definitely so it's not it's not like you're completely it's nice out to get given a, it's nice to get a, a bit of cash you don't have to touch your bank account yeah I always think yeah absolutely um so yes tip wise we're not the best people but we've heard of some crazy stuff haven't we it's it's, yeah it's it's totally up to the person if they're happy to do it or if they you know they're not planning it being a career or or anything like that or or you might just find a charter vessel that you just really like you know you get on with everyone it works well and and they do actually um give you the hours of rest (laughs) i've uh i've heard of the whole crew getting fancy watches or it's all the deckhands sorry all the deckhands getting you know very very expensive watches as a tip once mm-hmm. so it's not even necessarily just the money it's gifts as well um, and then that's the whole reason why you actually got into the or heard of the industry you had a friend who had got a huge tip yeah and, and I just you were like I'd... where do I sign up yeah exactly <laughs> but and he was on a private vessel ah so it does happen yeah what was that an end of season bonus? Christmas that was Christmas because I was on ski season and I just had my first tip and he just had his Christmas bonus right so it wasn't a tip but it was a bonus for Christmas and so the comparison between my 
ski if everyone's on a ski season this the tips you get i mean like they can be you know they're, they're nice because you get paid nothing on a ski season but let's not get into that <laughs> and and the comparison between that and super yachting was ridiculous hence why i joined and the fact that you love sailing <laughs> um, i'd never heard of it before then though that's the thing as well so like it wasn't even like I joined only for the money so like, I actually had no idea it existed whereas now with below deck and everything out there it's so much more people are so much more aware of it yeah I think I think as well um as much as I love below deck because I it is a little guilty pleasure of mine um I do think that has raised expectations a little bit so uh we get a lot of people in the industry that maybe have a, a sense of entitlement mm. it's like you know they're expecting it it to play out a certain way yeah, yeah. and it's yeah the the, it's the entitled people they don't last very long they don't last very long. <laughs> they don't um so what are, we've spoken about greenies wages this uh, I want to talk about high end, you know, the other end of it. So greenies wages, you know, don't accept too low a wage. What could you earn? <laughs> so not as a greenie, I'm saying as a career path. Um, so I'm actually looking at uh, a salary guide that I found online which does suggest we are slightly underpaid by the way for the job we have yeah but it, <laughs> it's it, we're on a really small vessel compared to yeah. others it's like it, and, it, and it massively depends you know you take your wins and losses like i'm happy at the wage i'm at because the owners are awesome yeah yeah we know, you know we, like we've we got treated very, really well we've got a very Whereas sweet if, deal if, if we were if we were like on a charter vessel right now yeah i wouldn't be happy no <laughs> but yeah according to this thing that i found online um we are slightly underpaid but not by too much and like he said we we do have a pretty sweet deal so we can't complain um but what could it go up to this this will incentivize some people i think <laughs> so say you want to work your way up to captain um and you get to captain a boat between 80 and 100 meters, which is a big boy. Yeah, but just bear in mind that takes a, a long, long time. time. Does take a long a time. A lot of qualifications. Yeah, a lot but of qualifications. But you can obviously get there. You can get there. And, you know, I know I know people that would have been, you know, this category, okay? So if you're a captain of a, a vessel between 80 and 100 meters... You you should expect to have equal rotation or sixty ninety days. So what? So two months on? No, sixty. So equal rotation. So yeah. one one two two or yeah. sixty to ninety days holiday. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Wage wise, it's between fifteen thousand to 23,000 per month. So, Delicious. Yeah, 23 grand a month. 
And that and be, that's every month and that for the year. That could be paid rotation as well. So when you're on your two months off, yeah. you're still being paid. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So even it's equal rotation. So you're only working six out of twelve months, but you'll get paid twelve months of up to twenty three thousand a month. So there you go. And if you go above that on this particular website, it just says wages discretionary. Yeah, yeah. So a hundred <laughs> meter plus, it just says discretion discretionary <laughs> so that's like uh, that's like i i'm capable of driving ferries and cruise ships so i am going to demand whatever i want well by that point I, there's not that many captains out there and so it is one of those things of own and there's not that many there's not that many massive boats that size out there either so it's, it's one of those things of the owners wanting to get the sought after captain you know by then you're like uh you know superstar kind of I want you because you've got all this experience so I'll pay you what you want sort of thing yeah it, it, it sort of it flips a little bit from you wanting the job to them wanting you for the job same same level uh, of uh, oh no, no no ignore me right sorry I'm looking at the wrong thing so yeah same level in the engineering department uh, equal rotation, so time for time. Um, Eighty to one hundred meters boat. You're talking eleven thousand to fifteen thousand a month. Uh, but as we know, engineers are magicians. Um, fully deserved. You know, they've got I, to. I, they've got I to also, fix the boat. I also feel like I disagree a little bit with that as well. I think sometimes, it's a bit low. sometimes I think chief engineers actually get should get paid a bit more than captains. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I know the the captains are in charge of the crew and the vessel as such. The chief engineers are actually in charge of the vessel working. Yeah. You know. And they they're and, often... and and you do some you get on boats sometimes that the captains don't know engineering like not that advanced. Most captains will know some stuff, but they won't know. You know, so the chief engineer is his own boss. So, like, you know, the captain sometimes won't even go anywhere near the engine room because there's no point. They don't understand the system yeah. and stuff that. No, I agree. I, the, the like I say, engineers are magicians. They often fix the boat whilst underway. You know, and the guests and will have no, no one idea. will have an idea that mm. that you know something's been avoided. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Interior then, uh, as we spoke about on the last episode, uh, Chief Stew, you've pretty much peaked. Um, but on a eighty to a hundred meter vessels, Chief Stew, you're still talking equal rotation and between seven and eight thousand a month. Mm. Um, so that's that's really good, you know, because it, it it's quicker to get to Chief Chief Stew as well. Yeah, it can be because you don't. There's not. There's not the years of qualifications to get. You no. you got to get the experience. It's, it's experience, yeah. But, but the qualifications, yeah, you don't you don't have to get anywhere near as many tickets as a captain or an engineer does. Um, I'm just looking down through. There's like specialist positions. Uh, so you like that's like your spa therapists and masseuses and yoga instructor yeah you get a little bit extra money if you do both um, but I doubt you get this money plus your <laughs> chief stew wish <laughs> do you see what I mean because uh, you've got um, 
a masseuse or slash beautician with basic training courses on an 80 to 100 meter boat you're talking three to four thousand actually yeah that seems about right yeah i think that's right because that's you know you're even though you know you might you could be a greenie coming into the industry but you used to be a masseuse so you should be on on a bigger wage than someone that doesn't have that especially on the, on the bigger boats you have like actual spas and stuff and yeah. so like they you're 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 more sought after so personal trainer on board that's a popular one on an 80 to 100 meter boat you're talking between three and four um so if, so if you're a personal trainer and a deck hand do, do you get do you then get eight <laughs> well, no, it's, no. Not, it's not how it works you don't know. it's just again it's if you're if you're a green decky but you've got you i wouldn't say you if you've got a personal trainer qualification because no offense it's not exactly the diff, most difficult thing to get what personal training yeah but, he's only saying that because i'm a personal trainer <laughs> no i'm not i'm not there's just so many there's a lot of personal trainers out there that are that aren't that amazing but if you've got personal <laughs> trainer experience for a long time or like you know you've actually worked in a gym and stuff it's again you know cat like owners and stuff sometimes like request the crew to work out and yes. be fit and so you if you've got a personal trainer board even if it's not to personal train the guests it's good that you've got this person on board because they'll be really useful for motivating the rest of the crew or you know or like just doing stuff like that like it's and it, I, I quite like it seems to be becoming more and more uh, fitness aware and health aware on board boats absolutely and and nutrition as well mm. um, which is it's necessary in my opinion because so you've got to be fit really to be able to do your jobs also on this specialist positions list is laundry master well I, I have no idea what that is um i guess you're on the massive boat you've got huge laundry rooms i'm sure you saw them so oh does that mean that they they potentially like fix them if they're broken things no oh <laughs> so you literally just know how to do laundry really well no if you let me finish oh, go on then. <laughs> if you've got massive laundry on the boat you'll have more than one laundry stew you have like you know three four of them it means that you've got like a chief laundry person so they'll be in tra- they'll be the one that has to like keep track of all this laundry there'll be paperwork to do they'll be oh i see i see i see you know like it's not it's not as simple as iron this person's underpants it will be like this is from this room this is from this room this is all of the crew stuff you know like, it has to be done at this time it has to be put back you know it has to be logged so it's busy it's busy yeah um chef so a uh, head chef on an 80 to 100 meter bearing in mind you'll be part of a team with a boat that big but if you're the head chef be like running a restaurant yeah you're you're talking um eight and a half plus because it i think chef's department is like it's it literally says eight and a half plus because it, it's um chef, chef department you might have different. been you might have been called from by a, yeah, an amazing restaurant. Yeah, a restaurant in which case you can demand whatever you want. Yeah, it's very basically. it's very different because it's it's um you're you're way more your own boss in the chefing department because like you know you're you're feeding everyone and um 
and like if you have come from high-end kitchens and stuff yeah like like you said you can demand sort of what you want but interestingly chefs here according to this it says uh you know they their wages start some four Mm -hmm. um so even if you've got on a tiny little boat if you're chef it starts at four thousand um so it actually doesn't increase that much really i mean it doubles but a really big boat well like i say you will have a team at that point so on a on a hundred meter hard job as well. yeah on a hundred meter boat you're you're probably talking there'll be like five maybe six people in the galley mm, don't know about that you'll have head chef sous chef third chef and the third chef and then you'll have a crew chef and then you'll have maybe one support as in maybe KP. yeah it depends I've been on 80 meter there's two chefs well I've been on 100 meter that's five <laughs> one actually well one yeah I, it was me <laughs> but, <laughs> but normally <laughs> there was five people with that kitchen but it was just me um yeah I think this guide, like I say, I think this guide is, um, when was this posted? Can we tell? How old is this information? Oh, 2023. So, yeah. New. Yeah, and it's not difficult to find. I mean, we're deliberately not mentioning names and stuff because we're not going to do any of that. But, like, um, it's really, like, a matter of just Googling, like, yacht crew salary guides. Yeah, so uh, just just to prove my point, junior deckhand on a below 30 metre boat, which is tiny, it's barely even a super yacht, it says junior deckhand is, starts at 2,700. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying 2,005, so I'm already like below what this is suggesting. So all those people out there that are considering 2,000, you're underpaying yourself, according to this, by 700 euros a month. Not okay. Um, it actually doesn't go up very much for boats. So it's saying your wages doesn't really change. It doesn't change if you're, you know, depending on the size of the boat. But, no. but your rotation will. Your rotation will. So, uh, your time off will. It starts off a minimum as 45 days leave a year, uh, but then it goes up to 3-1 rotation, so three months on, one month off. Prepare to be worked your ass off for those three months. <laughs> well, only up to 16 hours a day, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we do sadly know people that have left the industry in you know leaving the industry with a with a bad taste in their mouth because of the hours of rest uh they've been expected to do a lot more um and like we say when you work out your wages per hour that's not okay that is below minimum wage in most countries <laughs> i'd mm. say um so be careful on that uh do stand your ground uh don't come from a place of entitlement but have your boundaries and don't be afraid to stick up for yourself or the rest of your crew and point out uh, if something is being um, done incorrectly um, but there is that thing about private boats don't really have to have any rules 
Um, so just be careful what you're signing up for, I guess. Make sure you are signing a contract. Yes, have a contract. Yes. Especially with repatriation um, information. You know, if you do find yourself getting fired, make sure they don't just drop you off at the nearest port and be like, bye. Like, you have to... <laughs> have to make sure that they send you home or send you somewhere else so that you could then try and get more work yeah repatriation is very important um or especially as well if you get injured you know you need mm. to make sure that they're gonna Look send you, you. Yeah. send you back to where you want to go to get care um because I think some contracts will just say that they only have to send you back, say they fire you, they only have to send you back to where they got you from. So say if you're already in Antibes and you were looking for work and you get hired for work in Antibes, technically they only have to send you back there. Yeah. Not all the way home. Um, which might be okay for you because you might be like, all right, I'll just try and get another job so you actually want to be an on team but just think about that especially if it is on medical grounds as well like you don't want to be stuck there but most boats are pretty reasonable everyone's pretty nice they're not trying to screw you over no not intentionally no <laughs> um that's it yeah I, th I don't know I think I think I've ranted a bit too much I think <laughs> we've just come from the gym I think I'm a bit tired <laughs> sorry I'm exhausted now from listening to you I know <laughs> I'm exhausted from listening to me too <laughs> um so let's wrap it up then yeah. thanks a bunch everyone for listening if you're still listening thank you <laughs> um we will keep churning these out every other week um like we said we would uh season is underway for the majority of us but uh i hope, hope you're having a good one yeah if you get a chance to listen to this whilst on season you're living the dream living the dream or someone else's dream as exactly. someone would say <laughs> living <laughs> someone dream. else's dream <laughs> <laughs> right so thanks everyone um you know do the whole follow and rate yeah, and whatever and it is these days feel, feel free to get in contact oh yeah so just messages we I don't were, bite no we don't um we are normal humans <laughs> <laughs> we're nice well, i promise not about normal i'm nice i'm normal <laughs> define normal it's yeah. just normal it's You're just ranting. A, a setting on a washing machine <laughs> <laughs> wow right um thanks very much people see you later bye